for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grow I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with Listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 296 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live every Wednesday and Friday nights right here on the Going For Two Live podcast network on Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. I'm here with my two co-hosts tonight, uh, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? Hey, Jeff. Happy to be back, man. I uh, had a really good week last week. Bought myself a pair of uh, new headphones uh, to celebrate. Got myself a little early Christmas present. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, of course, Gerson is here as well. What's up, Gerson? What up? What up? What up? Had a pretty good week, too. Um, thanks to, uh, what's his name, Justin Field. Uh, he killed it. And a lot of my roster, I mean, I had, I think it was Justin Field, Tua, and Josh, Josh Allen, I think it was, last week. Ooh, I can't even remember the quarterback yeah. But yeah, they were pretty much just the top plays for me, and I, I kept saying over and over, there's only really three quarterback plays for me that week, and those are the three quarterback I played my 150 with. Yep, yep, good stuff. And that was, but those are the three to have too. That's for sure, because it it was a, a we- very weird slate last week. All right, let's go ahead and get into the rewind. Mm-hmm. The weekly rewind. 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 All right, one good, one bad. We'll go to you first, Tim. Yeah, Justin Fields. Gerson just hit it. I had a ton of exposure to Justin Fields last week. Obviously, he smashed. Uh, he was my lock of the week, so I appreciate you know him coming through for me. And then the one bad is Greg Dulcich. Uh, he didn't really come through for me, but it didn't matter because most of the other players in my lineup smashed. So uh, just a spoiler alert, I may be going back to that well again this week. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, he killed my cash lineup. Um... You know, it was just brutal. I mean, he was pretty highly owned, so it wasn't too too terrible. But yeah, he uh, he did definitely did not show up. That's for sure. Gerson, what you got for your one good, one bad? Yeah, my one good was Saquon Barkley with my lock of the week. Um, he got he got exactly three times value, so I was pretty happy. I thought it was going to be very slow at the first, but then second half he turned it on. Um, spoiler alert: we're going to be talking about him too. <laughs> no. Um, my one bad, I actually, actually, it wasn't Josh Allen that was my third quarter. Like, it was actually Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Now I'm remembering that. It was Mahomes because Juju Smith-Schuster decided to be get hurt. I mean, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, it just sucks. He got, he got rocked very hard. And that really, I had like almost like 70% exposure to him because I felt so strong about him being a good player at the price he was. And yeah. It hurt me. But like I say, like, for the play that I talk about on this show, I play them. I'm not, yeah. not going to out them and then not play them. Yeah, I think one thing that changed from our show until Sunday was that Josh Allen was in. When we did our show, we expected Josh Allen to be out, so we weren't on that yeah. game at all. So when Sunday rolled around and he found that he was playing, you know, obviously yeah. things changed a little bit. 
All right, so my I'm gonna go one bad first. My one bad was Damian Pierce. Uh, he was a pretty chalky play as well, but um, I kind of looked at the stats and kind of thought that it was sort of fluke because the Giants actually were bad against the run. They just weren't allowing touchdowns to running backs. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a fluky stat. You know, they'll probably give up a touchdown to him. They're averaging, you know, 5.5 yards per carry. Well, once again, they didn't allow a touchdown to a running back. So maybe it's not as fluky as I thought it was. So Damian Pierce kind of flopped for me. Um, and then my one good, uh, Jonathan Taylor finally returned to form, looked really good last week. Um, smashed value. Of course, he was so cheap last week that I just I had to play him in my lineups and he definitely paid off for me. And uh, spoiler alert, we'll be talking about him later <laughs> on, too. So, <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, we got Facebook user in the chat. It must be that must be uh, Jared <laughs> watching his show from work. <laughs> I think that's Jared. What's up, Jared? All right, guys, we got, uh, we got the, the elite tier here. Let's go ahead and look at the elite tier. We'll go to you first, Gerson. That's Jason. That's not. Is that Jason? Yeah, I, I can't tell who. All I see on my screen is Facebook user. I just assumed it was Jared because he he a lot of times will turn in, tune into work. Um, the quarterback is actually pretty hard this week for me. I mean, like it's not hard, but like I know who I want to play, but it's gonna be so hard to narrow it down to like who am I playing? You know, there's like five good plays. Um, but my favorite one is you're gonna hear me talk about this game a lot today, guys. So brace yourself. Um, I'm glad that uh, Detroit decided to say, hey, yeah, come play over here. It's Josh Allen, man. Because Josh Allen on, <clears throat> excuse me, on what, Thursday, Friday? It was Thursday that they announced they moved the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was excited, dude, because I was like, oh, man, I, I want to play angry Josh Allen, you know? <laughs> you saw how frustrated he was for losing that game. Say, I mean, say it how you want, but. He's the reason why they've lost the last two games. His turnover has been very bad. But Josh Allen, uh, he has the highest implied total of 28 and a half. Cleveland, they, they don't, they shouldn't scare you at all. I mean, they ran 31st in expected play average, play per game, 27 in the explosive pass rate. And what, uh, what do you expect out of the, uh, what's their name, the build? They're going to pass, pass, pass. And even when they're up, they pass. They, 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 they don't care. And yeah. 8.5, is, it is pricey, but again, when I play Josh Allen in my stack, I do a tight end uh, in my flex because that allows me to pay up for the ceiling. Because if he has one of those ceiling games, he's breaking the slate, yep. you know? So that's the way you're going to play Josh Allen. Uh, kind of like get a flex in your, a tight end in your flex and then kind of build your roster around it. This, this, this week specifically, it is extremely hard on value. Yeah. Hard. Like, I, know yeah. Tim, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. I said, dude, um, these rosters are hard to construct because tight pricing has been so tight. These rosters, like, basically, whatever you're going to make, it's going to look ugly in one place, you know? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Tim, let's go to your elite tier. Who do you got in your elite tier here? Yeah, I'm going back to my man, Justin Fields, again. Uh, this week, he's got. Um, you know, he's playing the Atlanta Falcons, at, uh, you know, on the road, and I think he's just going to absolutely destroy him. He's going to keep it going. The stat I was going to have is he had 28 design runs, you know, 28 runs in the last two weeks. He's averaging over 11 yards per run. I mean, the way that they're using him, you know, with a, we'll talk about this later, but I think he's going to have even more design runs this week. Uh, Atlanta does not scare you. They're bad against the run and again against the pass. So uh, Justin Fields train, let's keep it rolling. 
Yeah, I like it. I, can you guess how many? Can you guess how many? Without looking, guess how many rushing yards you've had in the last two games total? I know it's like three hundred and fifteen, something like that. What is it? Yeah. I'm gonna go with just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two eighty. Three hundred and twenty-two yards. Wow. Yeah. You imagine if you told someone, "Hey, a quarterback has ran for three hundred and twenty-two yards in the last two weeks." That is like. It's insane. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, he's he's been a beast. Um, all right, so my elite tier was Josh Allen, so I'll go ahead and move down into the mid-tier. I know, uh, Tim, you got one more you want to mention there, too. We'll get to him, but uh, I want to talk about Joe Burrow going up against Pittsburgh at 6.8. Um, it's kind of crazy, right? The, the first game of the, the season was uh, was Bengals and Steelers, and, and Burrow threw four interceptions in that game and still had 26 DraftKing points. Uh, I think they kind of fixed some of their issues there. Obviously, they're still without Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins is still there. Boyd, Mixon, I think that offense will be pretty good. Uh, Pittsburgh does have their defense back. You know, T.J. Watt is back. So that does kind of put a damper on things a little bit. But I do think Burrow still will be good at 6.8. I can't really uh, avoid playing him. So Burrow against Pitt- Pittsburgh is my mid-tier. Tim, you had one more guy in your elite tier. Let's go ahead and talk about that guy you got in your elite tier. Yeah, it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, I just I think Philly talked about a guy coming out that's going to be angry. They're coming off a big loss against the Commanders, and then they get Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, the Colts, you know, had a big win last week, you know, for Jeff Saturday against the Raiders, but it's the Raiders. And then this week, you know, they got to go up against Philly. And even though we talked about it, I like Jonathan Taylor in this game. I love Philly in this game. A.J. Brown is healthy. Devonta Smith is healthy. They don't have Dallas Goddard, but I don't think it's going to slow them down at all. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be nearly owned enough for the potential that he has. So I think Allen and Fields will be popular. People are paying up. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be uh, not, you know, not high enough owned. Yeah, I agree. I like that play a lot. Um, all right, Gerson, let's move down into your mid-tier. You got one guy we haven't talked about yet. Um, talk I about. I don't want to go back on your uh, Joe Burrow take. I like that call. Um, I just. I have to do a little more research on him. And, and honestly, I want to see the ownership on him on Sunday. Because if he comes below 6%, 5%, I'm probably going to have exposure to him quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I like that call. That Prescott, man. Um, yeah. Got, this game is, it screams like 60 point over, like, like that highest ceiling. I like, to be honest, this week was hard to find games that were like, you know, over 50 points. I think there's only one, one game. Not even one, right? No, not even one, I believe. Here, yeah, I, not I even pull, one. Yeah, one at 52 and one at 50. Oh, okay. And then my Vegas stuff had not. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I love this game. It is hard to build a stack bringing it back with Justin Jefferson because Jefferson is 9,100, right? Mm. But I think there's a lot of different ways you can go. Um, I love that Prescott. He, so basically, he has the uh what's called red zone that's the way we look for our quarterbacks right they're one of the most efficiency efficient offense in the league in the red zone the Vikings have allowed the second highest red zone touchdown in the league and the highest 15 yard pass play in the nfl so you give me those two combos along with cd lamb don ghost man like that is amazing and Dak has averaged 41 pass attempts on per game on the road so the volume the matchup Everything's there for a top five quarterback performance for him. Um, he's gonna have to keep up with the Vikings because we've seen the Vikings; they can score. They can score on anybody. Yep. The way the way you want to beat them is through the passing game. Their run, their run game is not so bad. But yeah. so give me this. Dak, I think this is a Dakmania 
uh, weekend. Scott's going to break out his Dacomania shirt. And yeah, man, Dak attack, baby. All right, good stuff. So that's that wraps up the mid-tier. There weren't a ton of mid-tier quarterbacks this week. Let's move down into the value, and there's not much value here as well. Uh, Tim, we'll go to you. Talk about your value quarterback there. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Danny Dimes. Uh, we saw it last week that uh, you know <laughs> you called him Vanilla Vic, and I think that that's very apt. And then this week he gets the Detroit Lions, uh, who have given up the most quarterback rushing yards of any team. So. Uh, and obviously, a lot of people are going to play Saquon. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, but I think uh, Daniel Jones actually makes an excellent option, uh, both to play naked uh, as his cash game option if you want to pay down, or uh, in stacks with some of the receivers to talk about later. So I actually really like Daniel Jones. And I again, I know he's going to be a popular value option, but uh, I think his stacks will be very low-owned. Yeah, and the Vanilla Vic thing, I can't, I can't claim that. Uh, it was actually Saquon Barkley that said that. I don't know if it was a TikTok that went viral um, where he's talking to, to Daniel Dimes in the huddle. He's like, if I score a touchdown here, I better see Vanilla Vic in the end zone give me a high five. So it kind of went viral. So I, I kind of like that name, Vanilla Vic. Um, I do have one other value play, um, Russell Wilson versus uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at 5.8. The one good game Russell Wilson has had all season has been against the Raiders. Uh, And I had a stat that I was kind of putting out uh, everywhere on on all social media that uh, the Raiders have given up. I think it's 107 uh, passer rating uh, on the season. Uh, The all-time leader in passer rating is Patrick Mahomes. He's given up uh, 105.8. So they've given up basically... The, the best all-time passer rating that you can have against a team they've given it up so far this season. Russell Wilson at 5.8 is a guy that I like. Uh, probably won't be as highly owned as, as some of the other guys we talked about. So, uh, Russ and... His one good game this year came against the Raiders, yep, too. So. exactly, exactly. All right, that wraps up quarterback. Not a ton of quarterbacks this week. Let's go ahead and get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, uh, let's go to look at the uh, the elite tier here, Gerson. Who do you have in your elite tier for tight ends? Yeah, so back to the uh, Vikings versus Cowboys game, right? Um, TJ Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings, what, two weeks ago? Um, and Hawkinson is now the number two receiver in that offense. So second among pass catchers the last two weeks, too. I mean, he's getting nine and a half targets per game. Uh, he's expected fantasy points of 17.2. I mean, to give you an idea, that's Kelsey. Like expected fantasy point, and he's like what Kelsey would on a slate like this, he'd be like eighty one hundred, but maybe maybe yeah. seventy nine hundred. He's only five point three k, five point three thousand. Um, I'm gonna have quite a bit of him. I'm gonna do run back with him, um, Jefferson of course, and then Dalvin Cook. I think you can run back Dalvin Cook for sure. Um, I love Hawkinson in this offense. He's getting peppered with more targets than he ever got peppered in Detroit. So. Give me Hawkinson. Um, lock in the hawk, man. Lock in the hawk. <laughs> uh, the guy- hey, I actually had one stat to add to that. Uh, the Bills have the highest pass rate over expectation on the slate, but the Vikings have the highest red zone pass rate over expectation on the slate. So when they get in there, they're looking for Hawk and they're looking for Jefferson. Yep, good stuff. Uh, I put Mandrews on my list. Uh, of course, Mark Andrews, 6.8, supposed to be playing this week back from his injury. Um, six points as cheap as he's been since week five. Uh, good matchup versus Carolina, and really with, with Lamar Jackson looking his way as often as he does, you really can't not put Andrews on the sheet here. He's got to be there at least uh, at least mentioned. 
Um, obviously, kind of expensive at 6.8 for a tight end, but just like Kelsey, he, he gives you those wide receiver type numbers sometimes. So he's definitely worth paying up for 6.8. We'll move down into the mid tier. I think this is where we're probably going to live for tight end this week is in the mid tier. Tim, we'll go to you for your mid tier. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the mid tier is where we're going to live this week. And I'm going to start with Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz. We've been talking about that Dallas Vikings game, uh, and that's where I want to go. Last two weeks, he's had seven targets and eight targets. He's basically the number two receiver in this offense right now. And he's only 4,300, which I think is just way too cheap. So <clears throat> his usage should be like five, you know, with his usage, he should be closer to 5K, at least like 4,800. So I think he's probably 500 too cheap, and he'll be one of my highest owned tight ends for sure. Yep. Good call. I like that one. What about you, Gerson? What you got in your, uh, in your mid-tier here? So I'm going to go back to the, well, do you want to talk about him, Tim? Because you said you were going to talk about him. I'll just talk about the other guy. Oh, my bad. Uh, I'm going to keep this one very simple. Tyler Higby, if Stafford plays, but that's it. No Cooper Cup. Um, but Pat Fryer, man, he saw seven targets last week, and he's a really good player against the Bengals, man. The Moose ranked six in target share, six in eight dot, and um, second in 20-yard target. He's still not really scoring a lot of touchdowns. He only has one. But last year, we saw it. He, he scored seven, right? Um, he gets a really good matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he basically pick a safety blanket. So give me him. I'm looking for what? And he does it. He does, he, he does the perfect tight end, like, uh, points you want, right? Like, he gets seven targets, 50 yards, you know, maybe a touchdown. But he's only 4.2K. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts creeping up to the $5,000 price range. But... Give me Pat Fryer in this game environment for sure. Yep, I like yep. that call. Um, I too had Higby in my in my uh, mid tier here. Obviously, you know, with no Cooper Cup, uh, Higby got eight targets last week. He's kind of back. He kind of fell off for a little bit there for a couple of weeks. Had an injury, um, but I think he's back to what he was. And now, obviously, without no Cooper Cup, it's going to be his uh, safety blanket. But uh, Hayden Hurst is the other one I'm going with. I already talked about Joe Burrow. I think Hayden Hurst is a good stacking option. Um, he's got, I think. At least five targets in nearly every game this year. Uh, he only missed that mark a couple of times, but um, he's just a solid pr- producer overall. Not giving you a ton of touchdowns. He only has two on the season, but I do think that the possibility is definitely there for the touchdown. Um, so I, I think against uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, like we mentioned, he had, I think, eight targets in week one against him. So I like Hayden Hurst, 3.5, a little bit cheaper, not quite in the value tier, still mid-tier, but a little bit cheaper than some of these guys we talked about already. Tim, what you got for your mid-tier? Yeah, like Gerson said, I'm uh, going back to the well on Greg Dulcich. Uh, two reasons for this. First of all, he had a couple a long play last week that I just barely missed him that I think obviously would have changed his value. But Jerry Judy is obviously out this week. KJ Hamler is out this week. Uh, they are hurting for receivers. So Dulcich will act as the second pass catcher in this offense this week against the Raiders. So at 3,800, he's just too cheap. Uh, basically, if I'm not playing Schultz, I'm playing Dulcich. Yeah, I like it. I like that call. Um, you do have you have one more in the mid tier, Tim. Go ahead and talk about uh, Cole Komet as well. Yeah, number one tight end over the last two weeks, right? I don't think the touchdown rate is sustainable, right? Four touchdowns in the last two weeks, but I mean, he's obviously one of Justin Fields' preferred targets. Atlanta not great against tight ends either. Uh, you're looking for a cheap stacking option if you're going to pay up for Justin Fields, so. I think he's right in there at 4,100 where people are going to be playing uh, Schultz and Dulcich. So I'll go with Cole Komet. 
All right, good stuff. We got a little bit of the hot girls are here. A little bit of uh, porn, uh, porn spam in the chat there. I like it. <laughs> Gerson popped his head up like what? Um, all right, so let's move down into the value tier, and I'll go ahead and give you the guy having the value tier. That's Jawan, Jawan Johnson uh, at three point one. He's the only value tight end that I really kind of saw down there. Uh, he did have seven targets last week, and uh, we're talking about some of the guys just a minute ago about that weren't getting touchdowns. Well, that's one thing he is getting. He's had a touchdown in each of the last two games. Uh, had a two-touchdown game back in week seven, so he's obviously a red zone threat. Uh, Andy Dawson seems to have chemistry with him, and he will be the starter again this week, even though Winston was rumored to be the starter. It is going to be Dalton one more week at least. Uh, so Jawan Johnson is is my value tight end. Um, yeah. Gerson, you got one more guy down there. Oh, wait. No, we can't talk about him yet. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll get to him a little bit later on in the show. All right, let's go ahead and get into the running backs. It's time for running backs. <laughs> running backs. All right, let's look at some of these running backs here. We'll go to you first, Gerson. Talk about uh, one of those r- elite running backs that you have there. Yeah, man. I mean, it. Uh, this week it seems like we're going right back to what last week was, right? Right? Saquon's the best player running back. Um, Absolutely. Sorry, I'm laughing at Scott on the shy. He said, "Be right back. Got to go check out this link." Got to love those spam people, right? Um, no, uh, Saquon Barkley to me is probably one of the match players this of this week. I mean, he basically. The running back one, you know. I mean, Barkley yeah. playing at home against the Lions, 27th DVOA, 24th in uh, in defense adjusted line, and 24th in fantasy points allowed to running back. I mean, this is a smash spot, a smash spot. Um, he's gonna get 30, 30 touches. Um, he's almost a lock. He, he's almost a lock, but he he's not. You know what I mean? Like, I have to, I have to hope. Like, he basically can only be able to, I can only afford him in roster with probably um, Dan, uh, Justin Field, uh, Dak Prescott. I'm not going to be able to afford him with Jalen Hurst, Josh Allen. Yep. Too, too expensive, you know. It, it's hard. But give me uh, take <laughs> in a great matchup against the Lions. I mean, this Lions team is horrendous, man. I, I, I can't believe they beat the Green Bay Packers, though. Yeah. Hey, one thing I wanted to point out on Saquon is depending on what site you use for projections, I see I saw one site where he was six points higher than the next nearest running back on the slate. Wow, which is just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Tim, let's talk about your uh, your elite running back there. Yeah, I want to talk about Dalvin Cook. Uh, they've been two two things here. First of all, uh, Cowboys they give up the third fewest passing yards, but the fourth most rushing yards. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks, they've actually been giving him a ton of work. He had over, uh, you know, almost 20 touches last week. He had more than 20 touches a couple of weeks ago. He, I feel like he's kind of hitting his stride, right? Like he wasn't really killing it earlier in the season. The last few weeks, he's been killing it. So I like the Vikings in this game at home. We've talked about that. If you're going to go Dak Prescott, you know, everybody, you know, I don't say everybody, but Jefferson will be popular. I think Hawkinson will be popular. I think Dalvin Cook will be a little less popular. So I'm going to go with the running game. Uh, Cowboys have not looked good against the run, and I don't expect it to be any better this week. All right. Yeah, I like that call a lot because you're right. The Cowboys are really good against the pass, and I was scared to kind of put some of the pass catchers on that. But, you know, Cook would be a good way to go to kind of pivot off to what the chalk's going to be. All right. Let's get to my running back. Lock Lock it it in. 
All right, I'm locking in Mr. Jonathan Taylor. I mentioned he was my one good from last week. Uh, 7.8, still too cheap. Uh, I think the commanders kind of laid the blueprint last week and how you beat the Eagles, and you just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball some more, and then run it again. Uh, Eagles could not stop the commanders. I feel like the that Jonathan Taylor is a little bit better running back than the ones that the commanders have. So I do think that they're going to kind of use that blueprint, run Taylor to death. Uh, Jeff Saturday, obviously, is not the coach. He's going to change the philosophy a little bit. He's just going to keep riding them. Uh, Gerson's raising his hand, so he must have something to say. Go ahead, Gerson. What you got? Well, I don't think you're going to cover it, but if you, you can keep on going. But if you don't cover it, I'll cover it. No, nah, go ahead. Uh, Jordan Davis is going to be out for this game. He's a big acquisition to the – I mean, a big uh, influence to that run defense. Um, I don't think people realize how – important he is i mean he's a monster like you saw his combine he was probably one of the most freakish athletes that you saw for his size to like uh, uh it's called spark score so like that spark score yeah it's athletic score yeah and he was amazing and he's out um they did sign in dominic i don't expect dominic to be like a difference maker i mean nope. he's probably gonna go in there and only play like 14 plays you know yep but definitely i love that call jeff all right, let's move down into the mid-tier here, Tim. And you only have one mid-tier running back, so let's talk about the guy you have on your list there. I do. It's Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I actually don't love running back this week. I prefer wide receiver. I think it's a better slate for wide receivers. But uh, I, I like Ramondre for a couple reasons. But his usage has been probably the best of anybody in this range over the last few weeks. He's getting the yards on the ground, but he's also getting the, you know, the uh, receptions, right? Uh, New England is not throwing the ball a lot, right? But when they are throwing the ball, it's going to a couple people, and one of those is Ramondre Stevens. So at 6,700, I think he fits nicely in the builds too. Uh, some of the other guys we talked about up closer to 8K, he's getting similar usage for like 1,700 less. So I think he's a good play this week. Yeah, he's he's kind of like. Go ahead, Gerson. Is it running back to having a great season than Ramondre Stevenson? Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's kind of like Mr. Mid-Tier. Like, he just lives in that. He's sort of like the Keenan yeah. Allen of, of running backs, where he's just living in that mid-tier exactly constantly. Right. And that's, you know, yeah. every week you just plug him in, and he does he does perform for you. All right, Gerson, you got a bunch of uh, mid-tier guys there. Go ahead and pick one of those. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not playing Saquon, I'm dying in this chair. So the guy that we, have to, we haven't talked about, David Montgomery, right? I don't think we no, have. No, we but, have not. Uh, yeah, it is David Montgomery, 6.1K. Khalil Herbert is out. Um, I do expect uh, Travis Ebner um, to fill in. Travis Ebner is actually a pretty good pass catcher, too. So I think, oh, that was weird. Your shirt, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, too, it's too close to green. So if I move too much, it like I fade out. <laughs> I almost thought I, thought I saw you naked there. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, no, give me David Montgomery. Um, I think one come to Sunday, when people realize that we have no value and it is a crap slate, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I got to pay David Montgomery at 6.1K. He's the best value running back of the slate. So you're going to be smashing him in a lot. Um, yeah, he's a great matchup, too. So there's really no wrong or right, you know? Yeah. But like, great value, great matchup. He's going to get the workload. It is a good leverage uh, point from Justin Field. Don't yeah. play them in the same roster because you'll be having a negative correlation. So I think I'm kind of curious how cash game is going to work out. I don't play cash game, but good luck to you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely love David Montgomery. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. I think the game environment perfect for him against Atlanta. Uh, just, I mean, they ranked what? 
31st against right. the run. Yeah. Or 31st against running back. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if you said it or not, but Khalil Herbert is out, obviously. I don't know if you mentioned that. I missed it if you did. Um, so Khalil Herbert being out obviously helps David Montgomery a little bit. And and Herbert, surprisingly, even though he got hurt last week, um, he's still the 10th leading rusher in the NFL. So you take that out and give all that workload to David Montgomery at 6.1, you can't pass that up. Um, I got one more guy in my mid-tier. Uh, I'm going back to the well again, Mr. Damian Pierce uh, versus the Commanders at 6.7. Um, he's basically their offense right now. I mean, they they run their offense through him. He had a bad week last week, but I'm gonna go right back to the well. Maybe get some uh, some post hype um, production out of him at 6.7. I still like him, and he's getting a little bit more involved in the passing game too, which I like to see. At least the screen game. He's not running routes quite yet, but he's getting involved in the screen game as well. So at uh, 6.7, I like him a lot. Gerson, you got one more guy in your mid tier we haven't mentioned yet. Um, I like him as well. I didn't put him on my sheet, but uh, Mr. Joe Mixon at 7.4. Yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon, he's either breaking this leg or he's just breaking your roster, you know? Yeah, like, it's, it's he, one or the other. <laughs> I almost said the F word there, but I changed it. Way. Did you see that, yeah? Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon, uh, I think it's kind of surprising how – volatile he is because he seems like a good running back right like when you watch him play he looks like a true nfl great running back but then you see these little oh run down the middle one yard oh you know he gets the usage last week he got 22 attempts uh well not last week two weeks ago in carolina he had that big ass game of four four touchdowns 153 yards but then earlier in the season against Cooper Steelers, he had a 27 82 uh, 27 attempt, 82 yards. If he didn't get his nine, his seven reception for 63 yards, which is like we've seen Joe Mixon not get receiving work before, mm-hmm. he crapped the bed. But he got 21 points in week one. I think this week, I think they're coming off a of bye week. They should be pretty well rested and it'd be, be a good game environment to have Joe Mixon in 7,400. And I wouldn't be shocked if he gets two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, we're going to move down into the value tier, and I'm going to go first here. I'm going to talk about, uh, I talked about him last week, Mr. Najee Harris versus Cincinnati at 5.5. Last week was kind of a tease, right? I think one of the first plays of the game, he broke off like a 36-yard run, and I had called him as as one of my value plays last week. I was like, all right, let's go. Finally going to see some Najee Harris. He ended up only with 99 yards and no touchdowns on the game, so it wasn't a great game for him, but... Uh, we did see a little bit of explosion from him finally. He actually had his first run over 20 yards on the season, uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, but I do think that against Cincinnati at 5.5, he's still too cheap. He still has the opportunity to you know, fall into the end zone at that price. And if he can break off a few more big runs, he can pay off his value quite easily at 5.5. All right, Tim, let's go to you for your, uh, for your value. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, one of my guy I considered using for my one good this week was Jeff Wilson Jr. Because he was probably my best call last week. Early in the week, I said, you play running backs against Cleveland. They are the number one flow chart team. If you guys look at my flow chart every week in the roundtable group uh, that I get from Ryan uh, on Twitter, uh, they have given up 13 running back ones this year, running back one performances. So I'm going to go if... Uh, right back to Devin Singletary. We talked about everybody's going to be playing the passing game, uh, but a lot of times you attack Cleveland through the ground. So if everybody's playing Josh Allen, you know, and his stacks, 
I'm going to go leverage with Devin Singletary. I like it. I like that call. And you, you said they gave up 13 RB1s or RB1s and RB2s. No. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I think it's RB1s. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, RB1s and RB2s, yeah. Right. RB1s, RB2s. That's still crazy. Yeah, 13 has only been 10 weeks. So, I mean, they've given up multiple in, yeah. in the same game. So, that's pretty crazy. That's that's definitely a really good stat. Uh, all right, Gerson, uh, let's talk about... You got two guys basically in the same block there because they're basically for the same team, kind of in the same price range. Go ahead and talk about both those guys. Yeah, and I, I actually probably like these guys more than other people because I can see the game getting out of hand. Washington is actually... Um, with with Heineke, they look so much better. Like he just runs that offense so good. I mean, he he might be like Brett Favre, but he throws thirty interceptions in one game. But he at least get touchdowns, you know, big plays and stuff. And I think they're really taking, they're riding it, man. I don't know if you guys saw the video of him with the they gave him all the chains just, just, just yeah. to imitate the cousin scene. Yeah, I mean they're enjoying it. It, it looks like Washington yep. actually enjoying football. I can't believe Absolutely. how. Bad I can't believe how bad Carson Wentz looks as a person for football, like for the football team, you know, like they're like, basically like he's that guy in the corner and they're like, yeah, bro, you're not invited to the party. F you, dude. I'm out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, Carson yeah. Wentz is the dude on the back of the plane. That's like, Hey guys, we're not supposed to be drinking. League rule says we're not supposed to be drinking on the plane. Yeah. Meanwhile, Heineke's got the chains popping the bush light. Like, fuck you, Carson. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Big time shout out to him, man, because I like drinking Bush. I'm pretty sure you guys see me drink Bush, and like, there's people who never expect a beaner to drink Bush, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, back, back to the point. Sorry, I don't even know why we're talking about Heineke. So Coach, Coach, these guys are drinking on the plane. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson at 5.3 and 5.6. I think I'm going to have exposure to them, but I'm going to try to, like, you know, balance out probably the way I feel this game environment can go. And the way I feel this game environment can go is that they're going to run the ball, run the ball a lot, right? So I have to pick my poison. Are they going to play from behind or run ahead? I'm going to have to share the both of them, though, because Gibson can catch the ball, and Brian Robinson, he basically just the run, he's the real runner you read there, you know? So they're both cheap. Where there's a slate that's really ugly for his value, those two guys are going to open up a lot for your roster if you play them. Yeah, I like it. Uh, just going real real quick back to Heineke drinking Bush. I feel like he's missed out on a good sponsorship. Like, he should be drinking Heineken. I mean, isn't that basically what he should be drinking? That would be a great sponsorship right there. Uh, all right, we got one more value there, Tim, and we're kind of running. Uh, we got plenty of time here, so go ahead and talk about your last value. Yeah, this one really depends on whether or not Gus Edwards plays. Um, I, he was limited in practice all week. If he doesn't play, I love Kenya Drake in this game. We'll talk about it later when we get the defense, but Baker Mayfield is starting for the Carolina Panthers this week. They have a 14 projected team total. So I think this is one of those games where they are going to run, run, run. And if it's Kenyon Drake, he could see close to 20 touches at 5,900. So I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. Uh, Gerson, you can maybe tell me what his ownership's like, but if Dust Bus doesn't play on Sunday, I'm playing some Kenyon Drake. Yep, I like it. All right, let's get some wide receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. Gerson, you had one more point you wanted to make. <laughs> Go ahead, make your point. Well, no, I was trying to answer Tim's question, but he, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's coming in at one percent ownership. Yeah, absolutely. All right. 
Let's go ahead and look at the receivers here. Uh, and I'm just going to do the double drop here because we have nobody else for to talk about. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Tim, we'll go to you first here. Give me your uh, lock of the week here. Yeah, it's Stephon Diggs, right? We've already talked about the passing game for Buffalo. Uh, highest pass rate over expectation on the slate, and they get to play in a dome game. Josh Allen in a dome is legendary. Uh, we, we like the other guy. We'll talk about him in a minute, but the volume for Stephon Diggs is crazy. Basically, yeah, he's number two in volume uh, after Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not on the slate. Right, so there's another guy we'll talk about here in a second. It's uh, a little bit more expensive, uh, but I actually like this guy's game environment as well. Uh, and like I just talked about, you know, you can attack Cleveland through the ground, but you can also beat them deep. So uh, this is just a great, great spot for Stephon Diggs, averaging over 10 targets a game. So yeah, and uh, how is he? St- how is he still only 8.3? I, I don't. Uh, he should be more expensive than that. Yeah, I feel like DraftKings has like juiced up the price of the mid range and the lower range of wide receivers, but the high range, like there's still a couple guys that you're like, okay, I think he's a little underpriced. And actually, some sites I looked at, they have him as the number one projected wide receiver on this slate. Yeah, so, I definitely yeah, can agree. All right, he ended up being a value at eight point three, which is crazy. That is crazy. Let's get to Gerson's lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, double locks of the oh. week, back to back. Yeah, D.D. Lamb, man, 7,500, uh, very cheap. Last week, he basically broke the slate, you know. Like, he he's the reason why I'm not 20 grand richer right now, by the way. Uh, you know, CB, <laughs> I was up, like, I, I think I was, like, in second place at one time in the slant. And then next thing I know, that Cowboys game came in. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he had a big game last week. Um, one of the weird things when I did my research, I I, I found it shocking because I'm like, oh, you know, CB Lamb's the number one wide receiver, right, in that offense. But really, in reality, CB Lamb has been just okay with Dak Prescott. He's averaging, hold on, right here, right here. He's averaging 55.2 yards per game over the last 10 starts with Dak Prescott. In comparison, Don Schultz has averaged 50.9 yards per game. But what I love about this game, he has a great matchup, one of the best matchups of the slate. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, their slot wide receivers allow the most points per game uh, to fantasy wide receivers. So that's the way you beat um, and they're going to pass the ball a lot. And Lamb, with Prescott under center, he can get he turned 15 targets into 41 points last week. And I love this week's matchup. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to C.D. Lamb. I don't know if people really are going to treat him like, you know, he's a wide receiver, top five wide receiver. I mean, we have a lot of expensive wide receivers, but, I mean, rest in peace to Cooper Cup. I'm for sure mm-hmm. going to miss him a lot, you know. I love the guy, but, I mean, this week we have, what, Stephon Diggs, 8,300. We have Justin Jefferson, 9,100. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, 8,700. What's his name? Yeah. And so, like, those three guys, those four guys, I mean, to pay 7500 what you could get the ceiling of what those guys can get, yeah. you know? Yeah. Sure, you're going to feel you're gonna feel even better playing Justin Jefferson, but what if he was just three to four points less and he's $2,000 cheaper? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know? Hey, I just wanted to correct my stat there. So, uh, Stephon Diggs has had nine games. He's had 99 targets, so he's averaging 11 targets a game. Nice. 
All right, Sam, you got a, a receiver there that you just have the name as fake-ass wide receiver one. Let's talk about yeah, that Yeah, we just talked about him, Justin Jefferson. Uh, this dude has been absolutely killing it. He had arguably the catch of the year, uh, depending on who you talk to, the best catch of all time uh, last week against the Buffalo Bills. But uh, it seems like exactly every time uh, this dude has to face a, a semi-decent corner, he doesn't end up having a great game. Uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, semi locked him down last time. Uh, I think, you know, he's probably gotten a little bit better since then, but this could be one of those games where he gives you like, you know, uh, seven for 74 or, you know, and at 9,100, that's just not going to get it done. So sure. He could of course go for 40 points and he's going to be highly owned and should be, uh, but there's a decent chance he has a very average to low average game. And at 9,100, he's just going to kill your lineup if you have him. So, that's why I listed him as a fake-ass wide receiver one, uh, because it's like you have to play him, but you also know he's going to let you down. Yeah, that game is coming soon, I would think, too. I think you're right. We had a couple games earlier in the season where he let everybody down as well. All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, and I'm going to talk about Mr. T. Higgins, uh, 7.1 at Pittsburgh. I talked about Joe Burrow already. Obviously, Higgins yeah. is his number one target. 7.1 is, is, I think, still too cheap for him with no Jamar Chase there. Uh, Higgins is their red zone threat as well. What was that, Gerson? You keep convincing me more and more to play Joe Burrow. And I gotta, <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, so Higgins, obviously, like I said, good stacking option with uh, with uh, Burrow. Pittsburgh secondary is not very good. So, you know, and that's a pretty inexpensive stack when you compare him to some of the other quarterback uh, receiver combos that we have on the slate. You know, you're paying, what, 6.8 for Burrow, 7.1 for Higgins. Uh, it's not too bad. So I, I like Higgins a lot this week. Uh, Gerson, let's go to you for one of your mid-tier. So, I mean, I was kind of shocked that none of you guys listed him on you guys. Oh, actually, Tim did, but he was all the way down at the bottom. I have him in my uh, value tier if you're talking about the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh okay. Yeah, you guys don't know how to value. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, Terry McLaurin, man. Um, Terry, Terry, F1. Uh, what is it, F1 McLaurin, or whatever you want to call him. He actually hates all those names, by the way. He hates any nickname that's given him. He's like, I'm just Terry McLaurin, that's it. I mean, but with Tyler Heineke, Terry McLaurin, Danny Bowie have been amazing. McLaurin's averaged 16.6 fantasy points per game, 14.5 expected fantasy points per game, 8.5 target per game, 117 yards, 117 air yards per game since Heineke took over. Like I said earlier on, Taylor Heineke is like Brett Favre, right? He just chucks it. He doesn't care if he gets an interception. He's very damn lucky that they didn't win. They didn't lose that game because of his interception. But it's just shocking that his price is, he's 5,900. Uh, he's wide receiver 17, to give you an example. I'm going to have a lot of Terry McLaurin. I just love the price at his range. And let's say he has the same game that he had last week. It's very possible, right? I mean, to me, this week is ugly for value and 5,900 versus the Houston Texans. Uh, I think I'm going to go there quite a bit. Uh, he had a 23 point game last week. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, with Tyler Taylor Heineke, I mean, if they get ahead, that's what worries me the most because they're just going to run the ball with Ryan Robinson. But yeah. give me Terry McLaurin, 59. Yeah, but every third down, he's going to go to Taylor or to Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And I saw that a Texans top corner, Derek Stingley, is out. So he'll be mostly matched up against their usual slot corner, who's Desmond King. So I he already, know. 
Yeah, he already, he already makes Darius Slay, you know, arguably one of the best corners in the league, look not so great. And now he gets a backup slot corner. So yeah. it's, it's on for Terry McLaurin this week. Yeah, I, I had him uh, on the sheet, you know, for week eight when I talked about how DraftKings, like, lowered his price by 100 bucks after he had eight ca- or six catches for 113 yards. Now, this past week, he played Monday night. Uh, so they didn't get a chance to put down the correct, uh, you know, yeah. money line. But well, you week figured, eleven Monday night bonus. Who saw that coming? Yeah, exactly. So he had eight receptions, 128 yards last week, and DraftKings uh, again lowered his price by a hundred bucks from what he was last week after that huge monster game. Because of course they couldn't uh, adjust for it. So yeah, McLaurin. If you didn't notice, McLaurin was the thumbnail pick on the YouTube uh, channel this week because. I'm all over McLaurin this week, so yeah, I love that. Love that call for sure. Yeah, he was almost a lock of the week because he raises my number one value wide receiver. Definitely. All right, Sam, what you got in your mid tier? Yeah, um, I don't want to talk about another Buffalo Bill, so I'm going to go with the Sun God, Amonra St. Brown. Uh, this guy I almost put in the top tier because his target share lately has been top tier, number one in the NFL at over forty percent. The last two weeks since TJ Hawkinson has been uh, traded to the Vikings. So basically, Jared Goff, uh, when he was out, looked up and said, Where's TJ Hawkinson? and threw it to him. Now that he's gone, he just looks up to, Where's Amonra St. Brown? throws it to him. Like at 7,200, that target share would, should put him over 8K, right? He should be up there with Stephon Diggs and guys like that. He's honestly too cheap. Um, he's going to be popular and for good reason. I think he's right in there with the C.D. Lamb and Terry McLaurin guys. You just absolutely have to have in your lineups, both in cash and GPP. Yep, I love that call. I love that call. Um, Gerson, what you got for your uh, your another mid tier, and then I'll give you my my last mid tier after you pick uh, pick one of your guys. Yeah, I have Cordell Stein. Um, he's six K. Jerry Judy Dow. I mean, he's to me. It's the Raiders, dude. I mean, I hate to be like, I, like, you know, I'm a Raiders fan, but, like, I, I love money more than the Raiders. So, um, give me Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. Raiders are just one of the worst just one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I wish I could figure it out. I mean, dude, you, you have the team. You just got to coach them right. And apparently, McDaniel's not doing that. Um, but Sutton at 6K, he's going to get peppered with target. No JGD. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, KJ Hamler? KJ Hamler. Hamler's out too, yep. No KJ Hamler. I mean, we're getting down to like two targets, right? Uh, Dosich and um, Judy, and then maybe someone's going to mention a sick call of him. I'm not sure, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Sutton, I think Russell Wilson finally found out that he still has this guy on his team because after week five, I mean, he had three targets. He had nine targets in week seven, but only caught three of them. He had four targets in week eight. And then they had the bye week, and then they figured out that, oh, yeah, we got this guy who's pretty good. Let's get him 11 targets. They got 11 targets last week. So uh, 11 targets against the Raiders. I'll take that all day. So I love that call at, at 6K. Uh, let's see. A couple guys I'll just mention because we got a ton of uh, value uh, receivers we want to talk about. So you mentioned uh, you don't want to talk about no more Bills, Tim, but we got Gabe Davis, of course, in the mid-tier. Gabe uh, Davis could be the best GPP play on the slate. Agreed. Because he has a great expectation of more than three times value, and he's coming in about one-fourth to one-fifth projected ownership uh, compared to Stephon Diggs. Good stuff. And then Michael Pittman, uh, Gerson and Michael Pittman in his mid-tier as well. Let's move down into the mid-tier, Tim, and give me one of your – I'm sorry, your value tier. Give me one of your value tier, guys. 
yeah, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Uh, he comes in just in the value tier at 4,900, and, and I'm loving it because, you know, the way we talked about value is not really there this week. This is a guy who could realistically project for eight to 10 targets at 4,900. Uh, Corey Davis is out, and it seems like when he's been out, Zach Wilson, he's not uh, definitely not throwing the ball to Elijah Moore. He's in the doghouse. Denzel Mims is coming in for like three snaps. He's looking up, and he's finding Garrett Wilson. So uh, I'm going to go back to him this week. I think he fits well in lineups, and uh, he gives you a, you know, a decent floor uh, for a guy under 5K. And uh, if you want to go with a little bit of narrative, he also torched the Patriots last time they played for 115 yards. Good stuff. All right, Garrison, what do you have for in, in your value tier here? Yeah, I think I'm going to talk about a guy that nobody ever wants to mention. Um, but, but do any of you guys know who Kendall Hillen is? Yeah. I do. I mean, I do. He uh, filled in for the uh, for the quarterback during COVID. Yeah, he's a quarterback, right? Isn't that what he is? <laughs> We're on receivers, yeah. Gerson, not quarterbacks. Yeah. So um, basically, um, Jeff had him as a sick call, and I told him, "Dude, Hillen's gonna be on, man." Um, I don't know why. Like, I don't. I, I'm looking at all like seven different websites. And I'm higher on him than all these websites, basically. Um, but Judy out, Hamler's out, Hillen's there. He's going to get Pepper to target 3.6K. Um, his ownership is very low, but it's like it right now. I don't know. I think it's at 8%. I have him. But it's just cheap. And I'm looking for value. I'm stuck. Like, I've never beg Jesus, baby Jesus, harder than anything <laughs> than to get value this week because the way I'm, I'm – each roster I made, they're not – you know, every week you go, yeah, I love this roster. There hasn't been, yeah, I love this roster. They've just been like, yeah, I love – oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know? So give me Kendall Hill, Kendall Hill at that price. I like it. Um, So in my value tier here, I'm going to go with – uh. I mean, this is his last opportunity to really do something. Mr. Allen Robinson, 5.6. Uh, no Cooper Cup. Um, it's crazy, right? I was doing some research on something else, and I realized that A-Rob is actually in the top seven uh, in end zone targets. I think he has 10 on the year, which is crazy because, you know, he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. So uh, hopefully this week he can get it together. 5.6. He's basically the de facto number one receiver, uh, wide receiver. I know Higby will probably get more targets than him, but uh this is the week you got to do something, or he's basically me washed at this point. So A-Rob is, is my value at 5.6. Uh, we got tons of value. Let's go back through one more time, Tim. Give me another one of your value, guys. So we talked about Cooper Cup is out. Those targets have to go somewhere. They could go to Allen Robinson. They could go to Van Jefferson. But I'm going to go with Ben Skoranek. Uh, this is a guy a few weeks ago we wouldn't imagine playing, but value has gotten so bad that this guy is now considered an actual play. I've seen him projected for five to seven targets. He, and we talked about it may just be as simple as Matthew Stafford looks up and tries to find the white guy. So, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, bro, we ain't going to be racist on this show. But, we are. Know. We are absolutely going for it. He looks up. He's going to play the same. Uh, probably projected to play mostly out of the slot, right? Run a very similar route tree to Cooper Cup. He's obviously not Cooper Cup, but 
uh, you know, we talked about the Saints, man. I, at 3,900, what do you really need? 10 points or more? If, if you're going to fit in all the other guys we talked about, Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, right? You got to pay down somewhere. Vince Veronica, that dude. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am out on the Rams offense. Like, I'm including that game, basically, including the Rams. Only way I'm going to play uh, the Rams a Ram player, if Tyler, if Stafford's in, I'll play Higby, and that's it. Nobody else. Um, I don't care about anybody else on that team. They're just, uh, I, there's better players out there. No, no, I mean, it is true what Tim said, though. I mean, Koranik looks exactly like Cooper, Cooper Cup out there, so Stafford <laughs> might just hit him, you know? Yeah, good stuff. Carson, go ahead and give us one of your values. So I'm going to go back to uh, the Bills game, right? Um, the way you can get cheap is Donovan People Jones. And how about we should have probably had him as a, a good call, right? I mean, yeah. Right. Yep. He was a good he, call last he week. It. And he was, we said he was going to be one of the best values of the slate, and he was last week. Um, last week, he had nine targets, five receptions, 99. 99 yards, dude. If he would have got one more yard, he would have yep. got 18.9 points, you know? So, I mean, he'd gone over 70 yards the last four games in a row. And if you go back to six games, he's gone over 70 yards, uh, five out of the last six. So give me him. I think, and this is it. This is the last game they're going to play without Deshaun Watson. After this, they're going to have a bye week and play with Deshaun Watson. So I expect Donovan People Jones to be um, a great a great target in this game. Um, it's, it almost feels like the same game environment they had last week against Miami. The Miami was a high octane. 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 Um, this offense is just as good as Miami, if not better. Um, you give me Donovan People Jones, very cheap value on the run back, and I'm gonna have probably like thirty to forty percent closer on him for sure. I like it. All right, I'm just gonna mention a couple of the value tier guys that we still haven't mentioned yet. Uh, I had Mac Hollins versus Denver at four point five. You know, still without Waller, without Renfro. We he didn't do good last week, but maybe at four point five we can get him to do something. Nico Collins at 4.1 versus the Commanders. I think he had 10 targets last week. You can't really ignore that. Um, uh, George Pickens. I love George Pickens at 5.2. He's a great uh, comeback option in that uh, Bengals game if you're going to play Burrow. Uh, and Drake London at 5.1. Um, I think that's – oh, and we got Paris Campbell there at 4.3 as well. Gerson uh, likes Paris Campbell this week, so I think that's also another good call, a little sneaky call there. All right, let's go ahead and get to the defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, kick us off here. Who you got for your defense? Yeah, I think the clear cash game defense this week is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about how hard it is to find value this week in their 2.3K. They got TJ Watt back. They got Minka Fitzpatrick back. They did well against the Bengals, who gave up a ton of sacks earlier in the year, and now they get the same team at home. So I think if you're looking for value there, the easiest. Uh, me and Gerson basically have the same defenses, which I love because that usually works out for us. And the other team is the Saints. We talked about this Rams offense could be bad, bad, bad. We know their offensive line is bad at 3K. Uh, if you can find you know the value to get up there, uh, I think they're a lock and cash in GPPs. Yeah, I like it. Gerson, you got one defense there that he didn't talk about. Talk about what you like about the Jets. <clears throat> Well, there's only one defense to play that we can just do it. If you're not playing them, you're, 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 you're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, I think I think this year has been crazy of how good the cheap defense, the cheap yep. chalk defense have been hitting. I mean, last week we talked about the Cardinals and uh, 
what's their name, uh, Viking. Yeah, Honestly, even if Viking got, paid off, right? Like, that was yeah. what I was going to be with yeah. our calls, too. Yeah, but we got very lucky on that. We did, but who cares? Viking <laughs> had a hell of a game. I mean, people, I, I'm I, I'm one of those people that I just trust my instincts and I go for it. You know, like, I'm like, all right, you know, it's just, he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Josh Allen has had turnover problems, you know. Let's do it, you know. But um, it's New York Jets, man. Um, I always, I've done this all year long. Whoever the Patriots are playing, I play the opposite defense, you know. And yep. They had, they had a decent game against them. I can't. For some reason, my computer is acting up. But I think the last game against the Patriots, they, the defense got 10 points. I could be wrong on that, though. I'm looking um, it up now. Um, but the Jets defense, I mean, the the way they win games now is not because of Breeze Hall because he's out. It's not because of Zach Wilson because he freaking sucks. It's because of their defense. And if they put pressure on, uh, is it Mac Jones or Brady Zappi? Who's starting now? I don't it's even know. No Mac more. Jones, I think, again. And they had eight yeah. points. They had eight points. They had six sacks in that game. Yeah, so eight points. I mean, that's pretty good. Two points, six K, that's almost three times value. So give me a just defense that sheep. I was shocked they were not even owned that much. They only own like 6%. Yep. I expected 10%, but I think that's a contrarian defense if you want to go off the Steelers. I mean, for what? Two more K, two thousand. Uh, yeah, two thousand more, or two hundred more. Yeah, I think it's like five hundred. Five hundred more than the Steelers. Yeah, they're at yeah. Two and eight. Hey, I'll just throw this in real quick before we move on. We talked about how hard it is to find value this week. Nobody will be paying all the way up to the Ravens. I mentioned the Panthers have a fourteen implied team total, and Baker Mayfield is starting. Uh, that could easily be a pick six. You know, a couple of sacks. That game could get ugly in a hurry. So. Uh, if there was ever a week that you wanted to pay all the way up for defense, maybe stack it with Kenyon Drake if uh, Gus Bus doesn't play. Uh, I love that this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you if you, uh, if you do it Kenyon Drake, that's fine. But if you're doing it just like let's just pay up and put it in our roster, then you're screwing up, man. <laughs> you no, doing I, it? Wrong. I think yeah. I think you're you're going to try and correlate that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's get to our stacks. Goingfor2.com's weekly stack report. All right, Garrison, we'll go to you first here. Give me your uh, give me your stack. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been talking about this game all day, all night, the whole week. On Sunday morning show, I'll be talking about it too. Um, it's Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, and DPJ, man. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, I'm going to have a lot of further this game. I told you guys the way you're gonna get the way you're gonna be able to fit that stack um, is double tight end. That's the only way. Because if you don't do that, then you're gonna have Brian Robinson and um, Antonio Gibson. Well, you won't have Singletary, but you have very bad uh, running back. But if you do that, double tight end, you'll have like one of the upper tier, like Jonathan Taylor and say uh, Brian Robinson. At least you'll have. A good running back that has a 30-point ceiling, and then the running back that's just going to get you value. I like it. I think it's funny because I think uh, Tim ended up talking about most of the Bills players, and you got the stack. And then Tim's stack, actually, I think Gerson talked about most of Tim's stack, and Tim has this stack. Go ahead and give us your stack, Tim. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, we absolutely flipped it this week because I'm going with the uh, Dallas stack. Dakamania, get ready for it because it's Dak, T.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz. And I talked about Minnesota's bad against the pass. You play the passing game. Dallas is bad against the run. So I'm bringing it back with Dalvin Cook. 
I like it. Um, if you've been listening to the show, you know where my stack is going to be at. I'm going Joe Burrow, uh, T. Higgins, Mixon, if you could fit him in, and then bringing it back with Car- uh, with George Pickens. I almost said Carl Pickens. Uh, George Pickens. <laughs> I almost threw it back all the way back to the 80s. Uh, George Pickens on the on the comeback. Um, what was that look, Gerson? What would you say? You know how Carl, Carl Pickens? Look it up. He's uh, I think he played for the Bengals, actually, way back in the day. He's an old, old school receiver. I think he's the Bengals, though. That's probably why I messed up because I'm doing a Bengals stack here. And I just had that in my head. He did. He played for the Bengals. Yep. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's my stack this week. Uh, Burrow, Higgins, Mixon. You can go Burrow, Higgins, Boyd as well if you want. Um, another, uh, another you know, fairly cheap player you can fit in there as well. All right. Let's get to our sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. All right, we got some uh, we got some doozies this week, that's for sure, because we, we're running out of players to pick here. I think DraftKings has been doing a really good job pricing the guys up properly. Uh, Gerson, we kind of teased yours a little bit earlier, so go ahead and talk about your sick call. So before I talk about my sick call, I want to answer Scott's question. He said, gee, what do you think of Kaelin Cole with Devontae being questionable? I think Devontae will play. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but the NFL requires you to put a tag on them, no matter if they're like, uh, I don't know, scratched their knee or something, you know? Um, you still have to report it. Um, Devontae's playing. The whole Raiders, I think there's a couple of injuries. Everybody's playing. Um, so, no, I don't like Keelan Cole. I'm out on him. Um, there's better values. And if I did, if Devontae's out, I would probably play Mac Holland over him. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But anyway, so my sick call, I mean, I, I, this guy actually had a – he had a hell of a catch in the uh, Monday night football game. Was it Monday night? Yeah, it was Monday night, right? Or, no, mm-hmm. it was Sunday night. Was Monday night. Yeah. Um, Jack Stoll, man. Um, dude, I, I tell people this, like, this week is the hardest, the most ugliest. It's like almost, it's just sad how sad it is, like, for value. And the only way I actually feel good about my roster is by playing Jack Stoll at 25. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that could work. And then I look at Jack Stone, I'm like, yeah, he could give me like five points, but fuck it, let's do it. Let's ride it. Ooh, my first curse word. That's what one. You know? Yeah, what do you that's yeah, good yeah. stuff, Gerson. That's an hour into the show. Well done. Uh Jack Stowe at twenty five hundred. I'm not expecting like a mega, like incredible game, man. If he gives me six points, I'm happy, dude, because that at least allows me on a slate was so ugly for value. It allows me to pay up for all the studs or the great plays that we want, you know. Um, yeah, Jack Stowe, I'm going to end you up with Colt at 2,500. Is that sick call of the week for G? All right, like it. All right, Tim, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Viking. I told you guys before when I play Vikings, it usually works out for me. So I'm going to go with KJ Osborne at 4,000. When I was looking at percentages on this game, pretty much every other player in this game is high on except KJ Osborne. He saw 11 targets last week against the Buffalo Bills. So uh, one thing I had is the uh, Dallas Cowboys normal spot corner, Jordan Lewis, is out. So they're playing a rookie fifth rounder named Deron Bland. So I think this is a good opportunity. We saw Christian Watson absolutely torch him on, uh, what was it, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. And I think this week it's going to be K.J. Osborne. Uh, probably see, I'm not going to say he's going to go 11 targets, but at 4K, what do you need, seven? He scores a touchdown yeah. and smashes. So I think he's going to be a cheap option to put in your deck or custom set. I like it. I love that call because I think everybody will be going to Jefferson. And so let's say Osborne. Yeah, people like might a- play Thielen. And I think he looks, I mean, Thielen, 
just I don't know if he has it anymore. Not to say that Osborne does, but yeah, I, I like know. that. It's just it's just crazy. Isn't it crazier? Has there been a bigger drop off in wide receiver? Like he was a what dealing with a wide receiver? What one, one or two? He was oh, a one for a while. Down. And then all of a sudden he's just like a scrap wide receiver. Like nobody yep. plays, and you're almost thinking about dropping him in free agency to uh, in fantasy football. You know? Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right, so my my sick call is like so sick that it's it's terminal, right? This is like you're you're <laughs> you're on life support at this point. Uh, so we talked about the Rams game, Cooper Cup injury. Uh, I'm gonna read off some stat lines here really quick. Uh, first one here is uh, five receptions on six targets for uh, 60 yards and two touchdowns. And then I'm gonna go to this next week, uh, six targets again, five catches, 96 yards. And one more stat line here. Sorry, I have to find each one of these on the box score because I didn't have them pulled up already. Uh, where am I looking at here? Oh, there it is. Five, yeah, nine targets, five catches, and 76 yards uh, from my sit call. Yes, it was preseason, guys. I know that doesn't actually count, but uh, those are the, those are his numbers this year in preseason in three games. And that's Lance McCutcheon for the Rams. Uh, he's minimum salary. He's dirt, dirt cheap. He's 3K. You know, they did say they're going to have like a receiver by committee to kind of fill in for Cooper Cup. And McCutcheon actually looked really good in the preseason. If you watch any of his catches, I mean, he was making some pretty crazy catches in the preseason. He was sort of their preseason MVP. So at 3000, uh, I'll take one little shot for him in a GPP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex asked him, is G asleep? I think I think I put I, I put Gerson to sleep with my sick call. <laughs> he now he's no. looking up on his phone. Who the fuck is Lance McCutcheon? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, no, I'm trying to get I'm trying to make a trade in my dynasty league. Oh, right? oh I got you. <laughs> All right. Like, no, when I when I saw that name and just said, oh, uh, I'm going to go Adam uh, before he blows up and Adam and, and Dynasty, I'm like, bro, ain't nobody adding this month. <laughs> You know? Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely down the pecking order, but I wanted to get his name out there just because I, I do think he's got some skill. I do think he eventually gets his chance. It probably won't be this game, but I just wanted to make sure to get it on record that I actually like this guy a lot. So there it is. Hey, 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 hey Shaq, I'll tell you what. I will buy all the beers you guys want for my uh, potty mouth if I win a million dollars. When I win a million dollars, party on me, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, I did for everybody. I did have one programming note. Hopefully people that are in the chat are still listening in. Uh, but next week, we will not have a Friday show. We do it every year. We move our Friday show to the Wednesday's time slot uh, so we can preview the Thanksgiving games as well as the main yeah. slate. Um, it's one of our favorite shows of the year to do, the, the, the Thanksgiving game, Thanksgiving slate. Even though it's only three games, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so please tune in next week. Uh, it'll still be at 1030, but it'll be on a Wednesday night instead of Friday night. Uh, Kristen, what are you going to say? It's the only show Jeff can't tell me. We're running a little long here. Yeah, well, after <laughs> we're going like freaking uh, 14 games. What do you want me to do here? Yeah. I'm working with I'm working with Magic here. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got two slates to talk about, so we do run a little bit long on the Thanksgiving show. So, but uh nobody works the next day, so we're we're good. You got to love Thanksgiving slate though, right? Like it's like Absolutely. I, I tell people this. I love Thanksgiving more than I love Christmas now. When I was younger, Christmas used to be all about the presents for the young kids, right? Now I'm spending like over a thousand dollars on all my nephews. I'm like, y'all just taking my money, man. <laughs> yeah. And now on Thanksgiving, I get to do the two things I love. 
drink more. The three things I love: drink beer, eat food, and watch football. Yeah, can't yes, get sir. any better than that. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. Let's go ahead and go around the room and give us your Twitter handle one more time and let us know where they can uh, follow you on the t- on Facebook. We'll go to you first, Tim. Yeah, as I say every week, get in the DFS roundtable. Check out my weekly thread, all the charts and graphs and info that I post. And then, of course, you can check me out on Twitter at KetoDFS. Good stuff. Gerson? Yeah, you can find me at FantasyGDFS on Twitter. You can find me on the Sunday show with Jamie, Benny, and Dak. Um, glad to have Dak back. Last week was awesome. Um, there's, I think if there's any, I always say this too, but I think if there's anything that really you want to do on Sunday morning, it's watch that show. Because I'm telling you right now, we're going to get a crazy like value opening up. We do every week. Absolutely. No, I'm knocking on wood because Jesus Baby Jesus, come through, baby. Give me a good value. Yeah, we need give one. Me, give me a wide, give me a wide, wide receiver. I don't care if he's white, black, green, yellow. <laughs> All right, good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy seven. As long as Twitter's going to still be around, rumors that it's going <laughs> to die soon, but who knows? Um, I'm actually excited because tomorrow I, I won't be able to catch the show tomorrow because I'll be. Uh, cooking my chili because i'm going to a barbecue for the first time since pre-covid um so i'm pretty excited about that so i'm gonna make my my famous (laughs) i'm not wearing gloves get out of (laughs) here yeah i'm making my famous chili it's a bacon pineapple jalapeno chili it's pretty uh it's pretty banging so um i'm excited about that so i won't be able to catch the show tomorrow gerson but uh definitely have fun with that Um, All right, guys, for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. Uh, Good luck this week, and we will see you all next Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Go, Pat, go! All hail.